Hello and welcome to Ain't So Black and White. I'm Richie Lyons. And I'm Amon Elwitz. Alright guys, today is a special episode as you can tell because the season's actually over. We're on break right now. But when you're listening to this, it is Father's Day. We are recording this very early, but we thought it'd be a good time to talk about how fathers influence their sons and all that. It's a very big topic that we haven't covered yet. And Amon, do you want to introduce our guest? Yeah, for sure, guys. I have mentioned his name on this podcast a few times, but he has never heard it because I don't think he's ever listened to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we slept in the same room for the past year, guys. My roommate, Will Garney. Hey, guys. I just uh, thank you for having me on. I'm excited. Let's get into it, bro. I guess started. I guess we got to go over everybody's situation with their father. So, Mom, you want to start? Nah, I kind of want to be in the middle of the two Italian people. <laughs> Okay, well, you want to start? Uh, yeah, sure. What do you just introduce my dad, who he is? Yeah, yeah sure. just how he was uh, in his life. Well, my dad is Andrew Garney. He uh grew up in a town called Mequon, Wisconsin, which is actually like right next to where I live right now. Uh, yeah, he grew up. He has eight siblings. He has six sisters and two older brothers. He's the second youngest. He's yeah, he just uh comes from a family of. German and Hungarian immigrants. Oh, I thought he was Italian. Oh, that's my mom. For real? Yeah. So is your dad Italian or is no? Dad my Irish? dad's Irish. Wait. Yeah. Does lion sound Italian to you? <laughs> I don't know what an Italian name sound like. I guess spaghetti would be. Yeah, it ends we, uh, with it, they end in vowels. Uh, what? Italian names usually end in vowels. Chinese names ends in vowels. Well, it's different. It's different <laughs> sounds like. My mom's main name is Vitty. Vitty? Yeah, then my grandma's main name is Papali. It's like that. Ah, uh, yeah. okay. Like my, my nona's name is Totoro. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, I guess Chi. Okay. Well, I'll go. My dad is shout out. I need to call my dad, guys. He probably listened to this episode. But my dad's name is Robert Edwards. He grew up in Greenwood, Mississippi. My uh, famously, my dad was seventeen when I was born, and um, he wasn't really. Uh, oh, I'll just do an introduction. Yeah, he currently now lives in um, Horn Lake, Mississippi, and me and my dad don't have like we're not like a, we don't have like a bad relationship, but we don't we don't talk much, which is like my fault because like I don't really call much. Um, but yeah, he's from Mississippi. Um, he grew up poor. His mother just passed away last year. His brother just passed away last year. Well, mother passed away two years ago. So yeah, I can say my dad been going through a real tough time. But my dad is like one of the most uh, strong-minded people I know. Yeah. Yeah. Then uh, talk about my dad. He's also Richard Lyons. <laughs> Share same name as him. Not middle name though, so I'm not a junior. Grew up in uh, Garfield outside of Pittsburgh. Well in the city limits but garfield pennsylvania and uh from an immigrant family both parents from uh ireland uh he had me a lot later than your dad than your dad did my dad was, how old was your dad he was 39 i Dang, think he was, he born. was two times he was double my dad yeah. over double my dad yeah, yeah so uh yeah a lot older he was turned 40 that same year so right. yeah and my dad how old was Both my parents were 32. 
Better too. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's like in the middle. Yeah, it's funny so. though, but I'm like the second oldest, so like I was like earlier on it than the kids. Yeah. Even though they were that much older. Yeah, the my dad he had I mean your dad eight siblings, my dad had six siblings. Uh that's crazy, eight siblings, that's wild. And yeah. uh my dad was the second youngest of all his siblings, uh, three brothers, three sisters. My dad had four siblings. That's crazy how many siblings they had back then. Did you met? I, well, I guess I guess it's still kind of now because I have like eight siblings. Yeah, I got eight that's siblings. Now, I think yeah, you got eight. But that's not all that like that. the same parents. So. Nah, well, that's from the same guys. <laughs> 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 from the get same guys' pouch, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's okay. one way of putting it. That's yeah, putting it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not all by the same women. If I yeah. say like same household, like having that many people in like yeah. the same household, nah. no, not in the same household. Be wild. So, want to get into how we think fathers influence their sons and the roles they play? Man, I definitely could. I think Will. Well, I'll go. F- I'll go first. <laughs> Will probably definitely has a better one than this i really can say that i don't think my dad has has had oh this is gonna be hard for him to hear (laughs) but i don't think my dad has had any influence over my life um probably in his absence he had like my dad wasn't like a deadbeat dad but like since he was 17 he was so young so he had to figure things out while my mom was was um taking care of me so like probably like when I was like, probably like, well at least it seemed to me probably like when I was like twelve years old, that's when like my dad like kind of came back into my life. Or I guess he had probably like got on his feet by then or something like that, which was like ten years ago. And like ever since then, like me and my dad have talked like all the time. But well, not all the time. I pro- like on average now I probably talk to my dad like four times a year, and which is that's poor on my bad. But um, but I could say for my for my godparents, I have a godfather. Who, when I turned eight years old, I started going to Wisconsin. I've told this story on the uh, podcast, but yeah. my goddad has been like, uh, he's really been like my dad, because like um, I can say he's had the most influence on me as me becoming a man and the person that I am today. For the simple fact that a lot of the morals and principles and the things that I think are not worth it today were instilled by him. Like the way that they raised their children, the way that they, like, uh, like they're white, so like the way that they, uh, I'd say punish their kids which was they, they they don't really have bad kids so they never really well from my point of view when i say they 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 i don't think they've ever had to uh um punish their kids they well that's false because you joined their family yeah, yeah that is true <laughs> that's true i've definitely i've definitely like done wrong but i don't they've never like had to yell at me but like i've definitely had to like learn some things but yeah definitely just being around him and the amount of people that he's introduced me to and just the way I carry myself, like even like, just just out today, like a lot of the views I have come from just seeing my godparents and and just him, he is amazing dude. Uh, sorry, real dad for not having anything to say. But hey, you're just being honest. Yeah. Um, my dad. Oh wow. Uh, he's probably my biggest role model in my life. I'd say by far, he is probably the person I look up to the most. Um. I don't know, my dad, obviously, he's been in my life, like, all the time. Like, when I was really young, like I'd say before the age of, like, eight, I mean, I saw him, like, a good amount, but, like, he was working 
all the time. Like I say he worked about like 80 hours a week. And then I'd say like about a few weekends, like a month, he would be gone on business trips. Like my dad is an entrepreneur. Like I don't want to get too deep into that, but like he was gone a lot. But then he started working from home at about the age of like 12. And he sold his like main business they worked at. And it was really great because then like every single day I came home, like I saw him and he like, was just like a, such a huge part of my life. He instilled like everything into me. Basically anyone that I really go to it for advice is really my dad. Like he always has a very like straightforward lookout look on life. Like always has a very good logical answer to almost anything I ask. He's a very non-biased person. And I'd say he always thinks through like anything he wants to answer to me. And I really appreciate that cuz I don't know. I like to see that like I'm a lot like him. And I like that because I'd like to be more like him, even though I want to be my own person. But, yeah, I'd say he's my biggest role model by far, probably someone that's influenced me the most. Yeah, I'll say growing up, I mean, your dad is what you think a man should be. Growing up, that's your first, like, male role model you have. And as a young man, that's a big influence. I always looked up to my dad. Or and should my, be your first role model. yeah. And uh, my first role models was uncles. And yeah, that's something I wanted to get into a little bit later. But yeah, <laughs> just talking about how my dad influenced me because so I grew with two older male role models. I had my dad and my brother because both live mm-hmm. in my house. So I looked up to both, and my dad instilled morals upon us both. And uh, you know, my dad had a rough upbringing, uh, did not come from a great neighborhood. Of course, they were great parents, so they didn't have too much money. He always tells us about that, that, about how poor he was growing up. Anytime we'd complain about anything, how spoiled we are, and how when he was growing up, <laughs> they didn't have any of that. Uh, something instilled uh, early on in us, which really, I think, helped me like appreciate stuff more. Also, like spend money better. <laughs> I don't spend yeah. like money at all. And yeah. uh, I think that's something like he sort of influenced in me. But yeah, he was always... My biggest influence, I mean, I always brought my dad was electrician growing up, and he worked, like, early hours. Like, I always bragged to my friends, but, yeah, my dad's waking up at 5 a.m. going to work and all that. Like, I took pride in that and that blue-collarness and all that. But, yeah, no huge influence showed me what it was to be a man. I don't think I'd be the same person today if it wasn't for him and all that and stealing that. But, I mean, there's definitely, like, flaws I think I have that – are things because of his tough upbringing like teaching that toughness sort of there's flaws that come with that you know like toxic masculinity yeah not in that i mean when i was younger i sort of had that mindset sort of as i got older my dad was able to open up with me more actually tell me more about his life and all that uh it definitely was less so but growing up like uh, you know you want to be that tough guy you know, in the fights and all that. And there's still some of that with me and my siblings that we see because mm-hmm. my dad talks about how oh, he got had a fight to go into Central Catholic High School, get a fight on the way back. Right a Central there, Catholic them. High School? Yeah. I couldn't imagine getting him. I don't know. Like, me, you would see it differently, but if my dad, if, or if, if I was you, Richie, and my dad told me he got in a fight at a Central Catholic High School, was that a private school? Well, yeah, it's in the. <laughs> okay. Not, hey, wait, wait, wait. 
Hey, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, My dad would, would be young even now. <laughs> <laughs> but well, Wait, I was gonna say, Mister Lions. I'm not saying. I didn't mean like at the school. I meant on the way, on the way back, because he had to walk there through the neighborhoods the because it oh. is a school in the, uh, in the city, and he did go through Catholic school throughout, which he talks about the nuns whooping them oh, yeah. a lot and how he actually you weren't allowed to be lefty at the time and my yeah. dad's a lefty that was crazy but not, like lefties were like yeah evil but my dad broke like. his right hand when he was younger so he was allowed to write lefty and all that so he sort of got past it but okay. we still don't fully know if my dad's right or lefty because like that was like such a does he bag. write righty now i think he writes left it's uh, he does like everything like it's ambidextrous yeah like well i wouldn't say that's like ambidextrous because like i wouldn't call myself ambidextrous when i play basketball with my right hand but i write with my left Throw with yeah. my left, bow with my right, but I'm not ambidextrous. Ambidextrous means I could do both with each yeah, hand. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. It's I weird. <laughs> I don't know. That's sorry. I cannot bow with my left hand. That's sort of off topic, but like still talking yeah. about that toughness he tried to instill to us. Because of course, I mean, Mon knows why I grew up. wasn't It's was not a tough time. I didn't have to struggle for anything living up in Oakmont, and uh, kind of taught us that toughness. That I think it also made us appreciate what we had a little bit more. And another big thing was just learning stuff around the house. I mean, mom's been to my house. It's been under construction since I was like four years, actually probably since I've been born. And I was always the one to help him out and all that. So I learned a lot from that, learned a lot from him. But I did want to ask, like, growing up without that, like, male role model, like you're born and that's who you look, look up to as what it means to be a man. So you said your uncle's. So yeah. I, w- I wouldn't necessarily say like I had like m- male necessarily role models like well growing up besides like my goddad for the simple fact that like yeah I had my uncles but like they weren't like w- like with me all the time most of my most of my role models came from like rap music and, and the dope dealers that I seen driving on big rims in their cars when I see them ride by and and them putting our bankrolls at the front store and handing us dollars. I used to say, man, I want to be just like him. Until I got older and, and became wiser and understood, like, yeah, he ain't the best for the community. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't the best for the community. <laughs> he ain't helping the community out. He deep putting us deeper. He might be giving me a few dollars now, but when I get older, he might try to get me in the trap with him. But I thank the Lord that I never thank the Lord that that never happened. But, yeah, I would say those people that I looked to, it was, it was kind of sad, but – uh, but like now I got like younger brothers and stuff and I try to be like a male role model for them like uh, I hope they come up this, this summer but like so just for the simple fact that like they don't have any role models neither like my mom has a like uh, I forgot about this I was gonna say how was your stepdad yeah. would you consider him a good role model for your brothers um <laughs> I mean I don't want you to he, throw nah nah he, 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 he don't listen to the podcast <laughs> uh, would I say he's a good role model nah just for the simple fact, like, well, I would say he's a better role model than past boyfriends that my mom had. Because I was going to go say, like, growing up, my mom had, like, um, a lot of different boyfriends. And so, like, all of them tend to, like, have, like, a lot of the same, like, tendencies. A lot of them, like, smoked or, like, or they all moved in with us. None of them had their own house. They always would move in with us. Yeah. Um, They were just, they were just, man, pieces of crap, really. They were all just, like, pieces of crap, man. Like, I, I guess I think my mom probably had, like, low self-esteem or something, as many women and girls do have nowadays. But, like, I guess, yeah, but they were they were all pieces of crap. And, but the 
and they were terrible role models. They they were emotionally abusive, um, physically abusive, and, and it's just like, yeah, they were terrible. And, and I could say that I possibly received some of that anger growing up because, like, growing up I also had, like, anger issues and, like, any little thing used to make me mad and I used to, like, like in my head I used to, like, want to fight all the time. Like, I have a scar on my hand from me, like, punching through a window because I was, like, I was, like, mad. But, um, yeah, I would say, nah, my stepdad now wouldn't be a good role model for my brothers because, like, there's nothing wrong with him. He just, like, he, he just, like, I don't, he they don't even talk much. They don't talk. I was gonna say he's pretty quiet, right? Yeah, he's pretty quiet. They don't they don't really talk at all. And then, like he'll probably like, get home from work and like he don't get me wrong, he buys them stuff. Like he'll buy them something, and him and my mom will like take them places. They don't really talk much. He don't really instill no values yeah, and no, no principles in them. But like that's why I am, which it kind of makes me sad because I haven't lived with my brother since I was sixteen. Like when I was sixteen, well, it's kind of been like an in and out thing when I was living with my mom growing up. Where I, like sometimes I was living with her, sometimes I was living with my grandmother. From like sixteen to like eighteen, I was living in a house by myself. So I haven't lived with my mama since I was sixteen. So I haven't been around my brothers for the past four years. So they've been missing me in person for the past four years. So I just really want to step back into it and be like that role model that they need, that father figure. Even though I'm their big brother, but like we're so like distant, distant in age. Like my brothers came and sat in the podcast and in, in the yeah. booth one time. The fifth episode when we had our mothers on, but they were like so distant age. Like my next closest brother, he's like 2007. He, he was he's I'm five years older than him. He's 14, about to be 15 in August. And then the brother after that, he's he's like 13. I'll say brothers are a big influence. My brother is four years older than me. Mm-hmm. You know Jeremiah. He's Shout he's a huge influence as me while I'm younger because. A father can show you what it means to be a man, but your brother's sort of on that journey with you, and him being close in age, you kind of sort of listen to him more, sort of. Mm-hmm. And like when you're going to high school, like that's who you're looking for for advice is your older brother because he's in it right now. You mm-hmm. know, my dad. It'd be weird if he's telling me about high school in the seventies. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> know. yeah, much different time, and uh, you sort of listen to him more because like your parents sometimes you just ignore him because like oh it's a parent it's what you're supposed to do and all that but a brother i think can have major influence i mean yeah. one of the reasons i don't smoke or drink and my dad instilled that when i was younger but the reason why i really listened to it when i got older was my brother he never did it until he was older i i don't know i forget what age he was even he probably did and didn't tell me sometimes too but <laughs> <laughs> but i never saw that i'm like well he can get through high school without doing this like why can't i and like him being that, because my dad says like, "Oh, he's an old man, you know, he's not cool like that." But my brother, being that figure you look up to, sort of, that can mean a lot. Because he's not obligated to like tell you what to do or instill those values. Yeah. But he's almost like looking out for you. Yeah. And you knowing that as like a younger brother, you're like, "Oh, well, he cares that much. That must mean that what he's saying." must be true yeah or like must be good for me and he's like younger cooler you know exactly. <laughs> like he understands what you're going through way more than what your parents would yeah and will couldn't relate because he had an older sister how was it growing up with like all sisters i was gonna point that out and, like and just having your dad i was gonna say that like so another reason why my dad was so important in my life is because i only got four sisters man like it's and so like growing up i was constantly like 
like any young boy, like I was trying to fight, I was trying to wrestle, I was trying to play sports, I was trying to do anything, anything. Mm-hmm. Whereas my sisters, you know, all they want to do is play with Barbies or dress up or do some makeup or anything. I'm sitting there, I'm like, no, I don't want to do this. But, like, one value that, like, shot off of that that I remember is, like, I remember always growing up and I always wanted to, like, like, I did karate as a kid or, like, I played a lot of sports. So I'd always try to, like, fight my sisters or wrestle with them. But then anytime I would do that, like, if I even came close to, like, hitting my sister or something like that, even if they're older than me, my older sister, she's three years older than me my dad would come out of nowhere and like pick me up and be like you do not hit girls ever he's like it did not matter if my sister hit me first or anything but if i hit her done out and i really like that because my dad he would like pick me up physically like he wouldn't like hurt me in any way but like he i never saw him touch my sisters he obviously never touched my mom but like and it like almost instilled in me like a like almost like a protection more over my sisters because mm-hmm. like past the age of like i don't know 12 or something like when i started hitting people, i never hit my sisters past that i never like and i always felt like a real protection like i don't want to say over all women but like i feel it over all women i i understand what like, you're saying because i remember one time i was with my ex and shout out that girl yeah we, we don't need to talk <laughs> about it we don't need to talk about it but i was hanging out with her and a bunch of her friends and one of her guy friends shoved like just like shoved over another one of her, her friends that was a girl. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what they were talking about because they were a different story, but they were speaking in French, so I couldn't even understand what they were saying. But he shoved her over to the ground, and out of nowhere, I instinctively just like got in front of him and like shoved him over without even thinking. Like I barely even know who the, the girl's name, and like I instinctively already did that. And like the first thought was like my dad, like what he instilled in me, like the values. Yeah. And so like. Not growing up with any brothers, that was kind of hard because I had no way to, like, express my, like... Masculinity. Like, violence as, like, a little boy. Yeah. But, like, it also helped because my dad, like, instilled the value of, okay, instead of taking it out violently, like, you can take it out. You use sports. You use, like, self-defense classes. You use, like... You took self-defense classes? Well, just, like, karate as a kid. Like, I took it for... From for eight years. You took karate for eight years? Yeah, since I was three to like eleven. You and think then, you could whoop a homeless guy? A homeless guy? It depends if he's a crackhead or not. I don't know. Oh yeah, that crackhead go body yeah. slap. <laughs> okay, <laughs> back on top. <laughs> Anyways, I was just saying like he was teaching me that like how to direct that like anger as a boy or like even as a man, cause like like where to put it in life and how to use it and like how you should really use it to protect others instead mm-hmm. of hurting others. Yeah, no, I understand that because when we talk about what it means to be a man, how you treat women is a huge thing upon that. And uh, I definitely feel the same way about my sister being self-defensive of other women. And uh, that's something my dad said to me when I was younger. Never hit a woman. That's the thing they always say, never hit a woman. It's very important. And, I mean... Especially having a sister, that is a huge thing. Because when you see something like that, you're thinking, like, what well, if that's my sister, you know? Yeah. And uh, and my dad, and being Irish and Italian family is a huge thing. You're always protective of your family in those cultures. That's something my dad always instilled in how much family means. Mm. And uh, something my brother said uh, 
that always stuck with me is you don't have to like them, but you have to love them. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I think um, I, I agree with you guys that you never should hit a woman. Actually, kind of off topic. But the other <laughs> night I was FaceTime. I, one time I FaceTime my mom like a couple nights ago. And when I FaceTime her, she was looking out the window. I was like, Mom, what you looking at? She she flipped the camera around, and he, it was these people arguing outside. It was a man and a woman. And then it was like a bunch of people trying to like stop them. And then like on the like I screen recorded the video. I can show you guys after the podcast. And they just like start fighting. The man and the woman started fighting. And like the man was punching her in the face. The woman was punching him in the face. She popped the trunk, got a gun. He snatched it out of her hand. And and it was just like it was just like man, I think about it because I wonder, do parents ever teach their sons not to hit women, or or do they listen, or I don't know. But then I also think. Do mothers teach their daughters not to but hit men? Because, like, I don't know. Because I, I agree that men shouldn't hit women. I also agree that women shouldn't hit men. Because I feel like if you are, that's like that's like me punching Big Show. Like, do I expect to punch Big Show and, and him not to just to hit me back? And then if he hit me back, I call the police. Yeah. Like, exactly. Well, I'll <laughs> say from my mom talking to my sister, it's like you should, and talking to all of us, is avoid fights any time you, like always avoid them like never get into fights you don't have to yell back it's not gonna resolve anything uh and always for my sister is probably like more be scared of them like she's always got pepper spray and all that and don't really let them get close or anything Wait, but didn't, didn't she like pour a drink on somebody's head that night that we was a girl but yeah <laughs> just <'cause laughs> yeah no my, my brother and sister are a little they wow. do have a little uh say like anger anger issues are like sort of fighters <laughs> at heart which is something like growing up i mean fighting was a big thing i mean uh we loved boxing when we were younger and my dad was a boxer he did karate too and talked about all the fights he got in when he was younger and we always like if we saw a situation going south like we'd step in but Delaney doing that, my sister doing that, it, yeah, no, that was something. But that was another girl that she wasn't really scared of. <laughs> she ended up getting beat up. But no, my mom always Delaney thought, got beat up. No, I'm saying Delaney wouldn't wouldn't be scared of that girl beating her up. Delaney oh. probably is tougher than her. But <laughs> that's Gosh, that's besides the point. But it's more being taught like more be scared of men, I guess. Like. Nobody likes the word like be scared of them, but be like cautious. cautious. It's like okay, I think, like, I, yeah, I think women should be cautious. The, the point that Amon made was like, yeah, don't okay. If a woman hits a man, that man should definitely not hit her back. But as a woman, you should be wise enough to think, okay, maybe that man was never told not to hit a woman back. So maybe I won't hit him. Maybe I won't <laughs> hit him because nine times out of ten, or even more than that. That guy is gonna be a lot stronger, a lot bigger than her. Yeah, I like what what Richie told him. I mean, what Will told me that he told his girlfriend about the twelve year old boy. Oh yeah, I was um, I was seeing my girlfriend, and I was also talking because Amon knows Press, and Press is my best friend, and his girlfriend always likes to talk about oh, if some guy steps on me, I'll beat him up, I'll beat the crap out of him, blah 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 blah. And Preston's like, you're five two. <laughs> what are you gonna do if some dude oh everybody has a friend one, like that bro like and i'm like i love like the confidence the aggression but like 
I don't want to come see you in a hospital. All yeah. because you were too self-righteous to not look the other way or go to speak with words. Like, outwit them like with your words. Is it? It's not that hard to do, especially if they're that stupid of a person to want to get into a fight with you. But I was just saying, your mom brought up the point. Women also today, like, women have the luxury in our, like, day and age of not seeing men at their greatest capacity of violence if that makes sense today men don't need to use violence to survive we don't have to hunt we don't have to do anything we don't have to fight each other it's not like we're living in tribes anymore where if one man comes into another tribe steals something we're not going and killing all of them we live in a very peaceful society compared to two thousand years ago a couple thousand years ago right so women don't really have to see our capacity for violence and i was just saying to my girlfriend one time like there's a reason why, like, in, like, Africa for blood diamonds and stuff, they still take boys over the age of 12 and stuff to go fight or kill other people. It's because there's, like, a – I don't know if you guys can vouch for this, but there's, like, a trigger in men. Like, if you get punched in the face, there's a level of anger that comes onto you or, like, violence that can come onto you that you have a very hard time controlling and wanting to swing back at it. And it, I know it's it sounds weird to say because no one ever talks about this. No one talks about that what it true. feels like to be that angry. It felt like yeah. you got plugged up to a Tesla supercharger or something. Yeah, no, no <laughs> one talks about it. like you like everything you see goes red. You, you like no thoughts come out of your mind, but I'm gonna kill whoever just did that. And like it's it's not something that's like talk. No one talks about like mm-hmm. like. Like we're saying, like our dads don't talk about it, our moms talk. No, nobody talks about it. Like, and everybody's like, "Oh, boys are so violent, just push it away." It's like, but we also don't talk about to the extent where, like, especially boys when they're going through puberty, like the amount of testosterone that's flowing through them is like three, four times more than us right now, because their bodies are changing so much. So they have so much emotion and anger that can go through them. Kill horse. <laughs> like, I, it's lo- like. Little dudes are, like, low-key scarier because they're, like, more, they're unexpected, like, mm-hmm. they their emotions aren't stable, and they could, like, go crazy. And so, the point I was just making, sorry, that went really long, but the point I was just saying my brought up was that if I had to pick from, like, a little 12, 13-year-old boy and my girlfriend, who's 5'3", five, 5'4", five, I'd probably take the little, like, 100-pound middle schooler. <laughs> Not because, like, anything against my girlfriend, but... I know what that little boy's, like, anger levels are, like, capable of and what he would do. Like, because I was like that. He would murder point. your girlfriend. Yeah. Like, I, I, he would murder mine. I understand. Because they're, they're violent capacity. Like, yeah. and Amon can preach for this because where you grew up, violence was probably way more mm-hmm. prevalent than where we did. And mm-hmm. you probably also saw 12, 13-year-old boys fighting each other. I've been that 12, 13-year-old boy. Yeah. Fighting each and your capability of killing someone else yeah i could beat up a high school girl easily as 12 or 13 exactly i could beat up a college girl you could beat up <laughs> any woman <laughs> i'm vouching about oh, beating up girls. Not anyone. <laughs> not, I, t- I take serena, uh, yeah i take like serena williams over a 12 year old amon nah man i punch serena williams in her stomach your arms the size of your head you you also have to you also <laughs> have to fact. remember to you also have to remember her thought process for like the fighting and yeah. amon's thought process for the fight amon's everything that's going through amon's head as a 12 13 boy let's say if he like really got in that fight everything that's going through his head is i'm gonna kill this person i'm gonna mess him up or i'm gonna like do whatever right 
Serena's isn't to her objective probably isn't to do that. Yeah, I I understand what you're saying that like animal instinct. I had anger issues growing up too. I was a very emotional kid, and uh, I think part of is a father's day topic. Yeah, is to, <laughs> so, is but to explain to your son. Yeah, a father is supposed to help you realize how to control those emotions and how to get through it and how to, you know, sort of like calm yourself and. I think my dad did a pretty good job of that with me. I mean, I was a very emotional kid. I had anger issues. I was always starting stuff. There were times where I almost got in fights. And uh, for no reason. I mean, you get, you, mom knows where I grew up. I didn't grow up in a hard neighborhood or anything. There's no reason to ever mm-hmm. really get in a fight. But I would still, like, try to cause trouble just because it made me feel tougher. And, then you know, my dad had to, like, sort of tell me that's not how it is and the only reason why he fought his kid was just because where he grew up because he had to just survive i have an interesting point of view on on my i'm sorry uh, i was i was just gonna say and i'm a pretty calm person level-headed person now it's yeah, of that. I, w- I was gonna say that's kind of surprising because talking to you now you would never guess as a child that richie was was emotional. one of those kids that would always try to start fights or always because you're such a level-headed person now very calm even like this is why i like i love talking to richie so much is because we may disagree so hardly on some topic politics yeah politics for example that's not today's topic but politics but he is the most level-headed calm person while talking about and you'll be like okay we disagree that's fine even if it's at such a fundamental level and that is so amazing in today's age because i don't think many people are like richie where they can keep their emotions under control mm-hmm. they can actually speak to you like a person even if you fundamentally agree and that's what i, I was just sorry i just really yeah no that. it's surprising that you saying that because right now you've never guessed it yeah i mean my dad was always a level-headed guy to look up to because he always told me because so one thing i didn't actually i never swore until i was probably 16 and that was one thing he yeah i know it's crazy wow. but not even behind your mom's back no nothing not i never school? did you can ask what, any of my friends i never did the, what about in the songs no i never did i bleeped what? them out yeah no i never did yeah. and my dad and still he told me when i was younger he said you shouldn't swear often because everybody's gonna if you do have to swear nobody's gonna take it seriously oh. so don't say it often because when you do people are gonna take you seriously and that's the same thing with anger. He was always a super calm guy, my dad. Mm-hmm. So when he got angry, like, you knew you messed up. That's like, a really good point. That's yeah. a really, really good point, actually. So it's out of the ordinary. It's not normal when that happens. It, it kind of, it, it like, snaps, like, a, like everything in everybody's head. Yeah. And I, I would say that's kind of similar with my parents because I never hear them swear. But the only time I do hear them swear, even rarely, is if they're so mad to the point where they are going to swear at us you know they're mad yeah like and it's kind of like a it's so out of the normal that when it happens it forces you to be conscious of what they're saying or doing rather than them doing it all the time yeah which is like a common thing in black households where like if you hear your mom like always yelling which my mom was never like a big yellow but she yelled at me a lot but like it was it became like a normal thing to your mom you know like where you you'd never like snap out of it but like I understand what you're saying because I've always found this so weird. Um, every time I've ever came to Wisconsin, I don't I I don't get mad. 
Like for some reason, like even when in college in Wisconsin right now, I when I see other people get mad, I look at it and be like, why would I get mad or some stuff like that? But then I go back to Mississippi and it'd be the like the tiniest thing that just irk my nerves, like my little brother get on my nerves or something. And like I think I think one of the reasons that like um that I don't get mad in Wisconsin is because my god dad, like I I'd say his his job is like uh probably pretty stressful. And so, like, sometimes, like, we'll be doing something and just, like, the tiniest thing will make him be like, S-H-I-T. <laughs> and, and, I, and I'll be like, I'm like, huh. And then, like, just hearing him, like, like uh, I don't want to say explode, but, like, uh, like go off or, or, or get, like, angry in a split second about something so trivial made me realize, like, the differences in anger between like because my goddad, ever since i've known him they live in the suburbs and all the things he's ever i've ever seen him get mad about were so trivial and so small things like 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 we were putting like a paddle board on top of the truck to drive it like three hours and he was just like he was just like so weird that it would fall and we were trying to like tie it up or or like he bumped his head one time or <laughs> 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 it just it'd be like really small stuff but then like i'm hearing people at home get mad because People are fighting at a club, or somebody got shot. Was, uh, took my money. Or oh yeah, somebody got robbed at gunpoint, and, and then to hear him like get mad about you know him bumping his head or putting a paddle for it, it's just like ah, it's so trivial. That's not, and it made me like realize that even the things back home, the trivial things that I would get mad at back home weren't even worth it. Even though I would still go back home and get mad again, but it was just like, like I would say that definitely helped help my. Uh, anger management calm down because like i was able to have like a self-reflection moment and be like hold on gave you perspective yeah gave me perspective like him getting mad as a suburban person because like i don't know i feel like it's like when you younger and like i didn't really have my dad in my life but i know i know my dad has a temper for for the simple fact that i remember me and him talking one time and he was telling me about how he almost fought like an 18 year old dude at work about not like picking up trash off the floor and <laughs> but that's how I know my dad has a temper. But um, I would say, like, growing up, you don't really notice. Um, I feel like you, well, where I'm from, you f- you feel that having a temper is like a normal thing. Yeah. Like, you feel it's a normal thing because, like, everybody you, around you getting mad. Would you say letting your emotions get the best of you is a normality? Oh, 100%. Because that's the only thing we function off of is our emotions. Yeah. Only thing we function off like a lot of people where I'm from don't think logically. They only think about um like a lot of people I know. If somebody tripped them or something, the only thing they think about, oh he oh he did that. Now now I'm feeling bad, so now I gotta get payback. It was all about where I'm from, can't nobody let nothing go. That's that's how that's how there's like a lot of murders and stuff. And and every oh, everywhere because a lot of things people can't let go. You always gotta get them back. Even though you can't turn the other cheek. Yeah, even though you feel like you can't turn the other cheek or you can't think logically about things. You think things emotionally. Like, for example, like, um, which is something I'm going to teach my kids, which is financial literacy. I have a cousin who, who, who I think he has a dad. Um, we, weren't, we aren't that close to cousins. But he just financed, like, a $66,000 car. And um, he pays $1,000 a month f- for a car note. And and I and I think about it like I think like where is his dad? Yeah, they tell you not to. Do that. that that tell you not to make decisions like that. And he ha- and he has a temper too. Your cousin? Yeah, he has a temper too. Like like when um somebody had died and our cousin had died and and we I have a group chat with him 
And the first and our cousin died to some people we knew, some people that I grew up with, some people that I'm cool with, and they killed our cousin. And when they killed our cousin, he was in like our group chat, like, "Man, we gonna get them folks. We gonna ride on them boys." I was gotta like, "Gotta get nah. them back." I was like, "Nah, bro, you need to chill. You need I, to chill, cause you just go add more casualties." I remember I asked you that. I'm like, I asked you that. I'm like, and the first reaction wasn't to snitch or like tell the cops and be like, "Hey, I know who just killed my cousin." No. Put them in jail for life. Let's think about this. The first reaction was, "I'm gonna get them back." Yeah, for the simple fact, because like as a as a because I, I I like on the primal level, because like the other day you heard me call it barbaric. I think it's yeah. barbaric. I think like all that looking back at it is barbaric, and people might call me a coon or whatever they want to say, but I think it's very barbaric. And the fact that they couldn't let it go, and they look at um, sending somebody to jail for the rest of their life as being too good for them. Cause like I remember this dude, um, he he's valid for this one, but his his mom got shot by his stepdad, like his stepdad killed his mom, and then the police took him to jail, took his stepdad to jail, and he like shared the picture of the police, like of the from the police department of his picture in jail, and he was like, "You lucky you went to jail." That's what he said about the dude who killed his mom, and I was like, "Okay, that's valid," but like from the logical standpoint, you'd be like, "Well, at least he's in jail," rather than you being in jail for killing him. Well, the the thing is, it's like. Revenge is bittersweet because it's like, yeah, I guess you could say they got what they deserve, but then they're also getting back at you at the same time because, let's say, he killed his stepdad. Now you in jail. But then he in jail for the rest of his life, too. And it's like, well, why, why are you giving that to him also? Like, you're also suffering for the same action. Well, like, I think everybody wants revenge. I think that's something everybody feels. I also think that's part of a father teaching that that's not the way to go as a kid. You always want revenge for everything. Somebody do, does you wrong, you want to do them wrong. And something my dad always instilled in me is that life is not fair. No. It is not fair. That is the main thing I've learned is that life is not fair. And you, and revenge is something you're not always going to get. And you have to think about smarter rather than emotional. And that is a big thing. One of my favorite Kanye lines ever is when somebody gets killed, both sides lose. Somebody dies and somebody goes to jail. You know, there's no winners in it. Yeah, even even all the times that I've gotten revenge, it never made you feel better. Never. Because whatever they did to you still happened. Yeah. And it still make you feel bad. Because, like, for example, if somebody kills killed one of my family members, if I go kill them, I may have killed them, but my family member is still dead. I'm still grieving. They ain't gonna rise from the dead. Nope. That, 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 that don't bring them back to life. This ain't Mario. I don't <laughs> get a one up. <laughs> I don't, this ain't Fortnite. I don't get to revive from my teammate. <laughs> I don't get to. Yeah, they still gone. It's like, uh, yeah. But yeah, I think it's part of a father to yeah. teach your kid that, That's to teach your son. Because. Mothers are amazing. I think the reason why we're doing Father's Day is to not Mother's Day is because I think we just praise mothers for a long time. If we yeah, just did we Mother's Day. Mothers. <laughs> yeah, because moms are great. And as a son, you want to dare critique your mother. That's something my father also taught me, too. Is right. No matter what, you know, the only. There should never be anybody you can love more than your mother. Well, except for if you're religious. The only person you love more than your mother is God. But, uh,. That's something still so far as you can be a little bit more critical of as a son. Yeah. Uh, but emotions is a big thing for a child. 
for any man emotions is something that as every man has struggled with as father teaching those emotions and i say there's faults to that i'm not a very emotional guy like i get emotional but you don't ever see it i'm never gonna ever show it i get angry so much so many times there's been a million times i've been angry at Amani. you probably didn't even know it <laughs> and uh <laughs> i could feel it I can feel it because there's a bunch of time where in the podcast, like, I can hear Richie's voice change. And sometimes I'll just want to egg him on, just to, like, bring it out of him. <laughs> oh, but I just, like, I just like, let me let me calm down before you cut yeah. the podcast. Off. Like, <laughs> even working the news station, because it's a stressful job. Emotions run high. People are always angry. People are just mm-hmm. yelling always. And I never. Very, very stressful but, situation. Yeah, I never get into yelling. I feel like maybe I'm a little cut off from my emotions. I don't really know how to show motion express them but if i did express them it, my life would probably be worse and you think so yeah and i'm still maturing i'm still getting used to that but as a kid i mean one time i slapped my sister's face off concrete really yeah because yeah. i got angry yeah. and part of being a father teaches your kid not to do that that can wow. get you in trouble yeah, yeah. i could definitely say um, say it one more time guys i'm sorry but since I had a girlfriend, <laughs> 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 but I well, can know if you guys still be a boyfriend girlfriend by the time this episode airs. <laughs> and, uh, well, at least she's taught me this so far. But um, I can definitely say since I've had a girlfriend, she's definitely made me like open up more about like things I feel, things I would have never told anybody, and just like telling it to somebody about like how I feel, like telling like things that I'm insecure about, and then like just hearing her respond like so positively and understanding that she just be like, man that, that it make you be like okay oh, oh it's okay to be a guy and express your feelings the way you feel yeah have somebody who like understands you and it ain't gotta be no girlfriend it could be like a friend or your grandma yeah, or your mom. yeah but like yeah expressing your feelings i because i don't want to pass that like toxic like because i think about like how i'm gonna raise my kids a lot and um and how i'm gonna be a father to my kids and i think man what what are things that i'm gonna instill in my kids and then I think, how am I going to teach my kids to respond to violence? Because, like, me as a person, I would like to say that responding to violence will be me just walking away. I would like to say that that will be me. And I want to instill that in my son. But And I think to myself, how can I teach that to a little boy who all, you know, is violent? Because every time I see a baby, like, have you seen that famous video of that baby, like, runs up and punches that other baby in the head? Yeah, and then, and then he, he starts, starts crying because he's over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, I think about, like, those little things right there where I could, like, teach my son. And, of course, that's a baby, but just, like, as he got older, and I think about, like, teaching my kids, like, the itty-gritty. Do you guys have anything that you, like, specifically know that like stands out to you that you're gonna teach to your son slash daughter? <sighs> Referring to what specifically? Well, like, for example, I'll teach like for my daughter. I think about my daughter all the time. I don't even have a daughter, guys. But Ooh. I think about my daughter respecting herself. Oh yeah. Because for the simple fact that I know I know so many women and nowadays who don't respect themselves, and the only thing they they try to look out for is a man's opinion and a man's appraisal like a lot of women that i that i've met a lot of them only do things to get guys attention and then they t- constantly set themselves up with these guys who are trash and they let themselves get hurt because they think that they can change them and i just want my daughter to know her worth like i really i, I and i don't even, and i don't even know how to do that if any dads can uh text me and give me any tips on letting my daughter know her worth because uh, i what i also notice is a lot of girls tend to date guys like their father and i can and i can and i've seen it because like i i've i've talked to a few girls where a lot of them had like um father issues 
and and like I don't see him any uh resemblance with me and their fathers obviously but like just seeing some of my friends that are girls talk to guys I'm just like man that guy and your dad got a lot in common I like, can I can vouch on that because none of my youngest sisters really dating because they're too young or they just haven't wanted to but my older sister like my dad is very I would he's lean leans more to the introverted side he's very to himself He's not a highly emotional person. He he was his undergraduate was an engineer, and it's so funny because all the guys my sister has dated have been like engineers, very quiet guys. Their first girlfriend was my sister, and it's like so funny. Even some of them, I wouldn't say all of them, but like I'd say half of them looked more like my dad. Not like exactly, <laughs> but like she got a fetish. No, <laughs> okay, no, stop that. Kidding. Stop I'm that. Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But like, it was it was very strange. But they like were, and I'm like so, and like it's so funny because my mom would be like, "Oh, do you know about this guy that my sister just did?" Like talking about my sister Adriana, and I'm like, "No, I, my sister doesn't really tell me about that." And she's like, "Oh, he's so much like your dad. It's so awesome." <laughs> and I'm like, "What? Like what?" It always confuses me. And then I meet the guy, and I'm like. Oh, <laughs> but that's also yeah. we talk about like when we're growing up. That's when we see our dad. That's what a man should be. That's yeah. It's, yeah. Honestly, and, and it's pretty sad when people have poor role models of dads and they think that that that's what a man's supposed yeah. to be and that's what they're supposed to like endure and stuff. Because a lot of I've I've seen a lot of girls and they say they think like um like a man like talking down on them and emotionally abusing them and stuff like they felt that that's what they deserve yeah oh my God. And, yeah. It, and and it's just like so sad and i just don't want my daughter to feel that way guys and honestly like that makes me so emotional thinking about like my daughter that i haven't had yet <laughs> like i could cry about it like i could literally sit and, and drop tears about my daughter yeah, yeah it's really scary because it's like as a son you i don't know you you you're not as scared because you were a boy. You, you were a boy at one point. You yeah. know what it's like in the world. Mm-hmm. But, like, being a dad towards a daughter, you, you it's hard to give advice. It's one of the most complicated relationships, I think. And yeah. you see all these – you talk about father issues, daddy issues. I think almost – Daddy issues. Yeah, almost <laughs> every girl, I think, has it. No matter how amazing no. your father is, there's exactly. always something. It's yeah. one of the most complicated relationships. Even sons have it. Like yeah. how many how many boys grew up without dads, and then as soon as you let's say they're in a fight or whatever, as soon as you go, "Where's your dad at?" Mm-hmm. They go silent. They get so quiet. Like mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of guys growing up that knew that, but I knew the few guys that didn't have their dads around. If anybody brought it up, they would get so quiet. Mm-hmm. They would be like, "Well, I'm fine. Whatever. Don't yeah. talk about it." I mean, your parents are your biggest influence, really, in life. I think. Now that I think about it, bro, growing up, we never talked about dads in school because I don't oh. think any of us had our dads around. And if anybody did, what? He was. I I don't think many of many of us didn't. Like like probably like a few of us had a dad, but like, but like most of us did not have a dad, and we never spoke about it. Only time we ever knew that somebody had a dad. As if like they came to school and they looked like that person. We was like, is that he's real? Because <laughs> we will always use that term. Oh, that's my stepdaddy. Or because we we would never hear about nobody say, oh my daddy. We always hear people say, oh my stepdaddy. We yeah. we, we would never hear the term dad. Would that kind of be like a shell shock when someone would say, oh my dad? Like, yeah, like like coming to, like when I came to Marquette and I was meeting black people and they was like, oh yeah, my dad. I was like, you got a dad? 
Like when DeAndre was like, oh, yeah, my dad finna come come help me. Or when I first moved into my dorm and I met DeAndre for the first time, he was like, oh, yeah, this is my mom and this my dad. I thought, I was in my head, I was like, did you miss the step? Because <laughs> oh his dad was God. like tall and he's short. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, did he, did he miss the step? He's like, this my dad. I was like, he got a dad. So, like, I, I know it's like, but, like, just mean black people with dads. So it was, like, astounding with me because I know black people with dads. When I say dads, I mean, like, dads that are, like, there. Present in their life. Yeah, because everybody got a dad. That's how you got here. That's biology. <laughs> <laughs> but but just, like, having somebody present in your life, I was like, what? Yeah. Right. I want to circle back to what Amon asked. He asked, uh, what would you teach your kids? Or Oh, yeah. that's a good question. I want to ask, like, I'm yeah. oh, sorry, I never stopped. I, I so, yeah, I sort of want to say the same thing. I'll ask it to but also, like, what do you want? What did your dad teach you that you want to teach your kids? As for me? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's a loaded question. Uh, I don't know where to start with that. There's so much. I already pointed out, like, one point was uh, how to treat women. That was a good thing. And a lot of, um, I get a lot of people make this comment all the time whenever they come over to my house. My dad is very lovey-dovey to my mom, like all the time. He's always really? trying to be—he's always trying to be up on her, touching her, kissing her. I'm trying and to be like, all, and all I hear is, "Andy, get off of me!" There's children around her, something like that. <laughs> That's she, so weird to me. <laughs> I know, no, and I don't think it's weird. I think because yeah. I think I don't think of it as being my parents. I think of it as being me and my wife. And I was just gonna say that <laughs> to another level. Like I, I like the more the older I've gotten. I, I think I've realized the more blessed I am because not just I have my dad in my life who's present, I have my parents who are together. Mm-hmm. They aren't divorced. Where yeah. half of marriages are divorced. And my parents who started dating when they were 14 years old, freshman Ooh. year of high school, they are still together. And on top of that, they love each other. Like I, every day I can see it. Like they kiss, they say, I love you, they express those emotions to each other. And well, as a kid, I'm like, What'd you say? I said, Aaliyah, do you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> and as a child, I was like, oh, this is very normal. Because, like, you kind of see it in, like, movies and stuff where, like, parents are loving to each other. And I'm like, oh, this is just normal. But, like, the older I've gotten, and I've heard people say this. This is a little off topic, but, like, I was just saying he instilled good values of me on how I should treat women. Like, not that, like, when I get married, I'm still planning on treating my wife like I just started dating her. Like, I still love her i still show her like mm-hmm. i still give her presents every once in a while like flowers stuff like that like my dad like one thing like i remember like he would always do a lot like he would pick me up from soccer practice and he would go okay let's go pick up some of your mom some flowers for your mom i'd be like well why dad is it like your anniversary is her birthday no 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 i just want to get some for your mom <laughs> and he would make me he goes which one do you think your mom likes and i go oh well i know my mom likes Red roses, very classic, but very original. Yeah, whatever. But and so we do that, <laughs> right? I would have got right? some So stuff like that. The way he treats my mom, and I think he instilled those values in me greatly. He also instilled, like, I mean, it made it very easy because I'm very similar to my dad. Like, he grew up only like really playing soccer, and that was my main sport playing growing up all the time. But he would show up to all my games. He would take me all the time. But he also wasn't the dad that was like, oh, my son's perfect. He should be playing every minute's on the field, blah, 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 blah. He would tell me if I messed up. He goes, hey, you had a bad game out there. What What was wrong? Yeah, so I also want to say is dads are never – 
Never impressed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm. Well, because growing up, I saw some dads that would like be yelling at the coaches and be like, "Why isn't my son playing on the field?" Blah blah blah. I never saw my dad. He would be quiet on the sideline. He'd sit there like if I wasn't doing something, he would he would yell at me. He would go, "Hey, get up, go, like keep going." Mm-hmm. So he was encouraging, but also like critical at the same time, like constructive criticism at the same time. So he gave me both. Like mm-hmm. it instilled in me that I'm not perfect, but it doesn't mean you should just give up. It means you should you 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 no one's perfect, but you obviously if you work hard and you still put at it, you keep going. That was just a very simple point, like with sports and stuff. Yeah. But that I feel like that applies to all life. Yeah. I understand that. Uh the sports I never I don't think my daddy played tennis or something. He played either any of them. And uh but I said dads are never impressed and uh my dad didn't go to all my games. My dad's a very busy guy. Uh, yeah, working all that. But when he did go to the game, like I was trying to impress him. Like, it meant, he loved like it, yeah, man. like that's like the one person in life I try to impress the most is my dad. And uh anytime he's in sport, but uh going to the question we asked like the instilling like something. Wait, 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 wait. Bruh. Y'all just made me realize my mother or my dad or my grandmother or none of my uncles ever came to any of my sporting events. Even your basketball games when you played in high school? No, no, no. I I went to a school called Horn Lake when I was playing basketball. So I was I was around I was and I only played for like a year. So I wasn't even around people like that I knew. But my mama no, none of them none of them was with me. Would you say that's because your mama was working a lot or Man, I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't tell you because I feel like a lot of my games was like late five thirty, six o'clock, especially like my baseball games. Oh, I forgot yeah. to play baseball. See, games. my mom went to almost all my matches. I mean, she helped coach the tennis team anytime she could get. And my mom, she worked too. Like she had a job and all that. And she still made time, but that was something. I mean, my family's also a big sports fan, so they wouldn't miss it. Up. My uncles, all in. My grandpa, grandma would go, except for like golf, because you're not gonna go watch a golf event. But like tennis. But my mom also played tennis. But, yeah, no, that's definitely something. Did you ever think – you never thought of that while you were playing? No, nah, not really. Not until you guys just brought it up. But really? now but now I'm not to look back. A lot of my team members, like, I had this guy on my team. His mom used to bring the whole team, like, Gatorades. But, like, I always, like, looked at parents like that and thought they were, like, overactive parents. And I was like, really? why are you here? Like, like, that's how I used to think in my head. Like, bro, why are you here? Like, your son is going to be all right. Like, like leave. But, but <laughs> <laughs> like, we're <laughs> – but but now that I look back on it, that was like really supportive. That's interesting the way you thought about it. Like yeah. for you, it's like weird. It was yeah. out of the social norm. Yeah, because really nobody else's mother came either. Like well, I guess like people like cousins and like like or friends. Or, or something yeah, like friends would come, but like not nobody mama or anything like that. Like I had like people that I knew from the neighborhood would come and watch me. Yeah, they'd be like, "Oh, Peter, you got a baseball game today? We gonna come out there and see you." They'd be like, "All right, all right." And I pitch a bad, terrible game that day. <laughs> Walk seventeen people. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's all right. Yeah, but back to the question. One thing that I'll probably tell my kids a lot that my dad told me like every single day growing up was like, just always be yourself, and all that. Don't let nobody tell you what to think or anything. Not like saying you can't change, but like. Except everybody. My dad always taught like oh, call wow. that everybody's create equal is a big thing and be yourself and don't ever treat anybody different. 
uh it was a big thing but like especially like the being yourself thing like i think that's something i don't really let people like change who i am at heart to say my morals ain't that i mean i said how i don't smoke or drink like that's something that you i'm in college obviously there's a lot of peer pressure to do all that stuff but it's not me and that's something my dad kind of instilled with me that's something i like to instill to my kids just to be themselves also i mean except everybody realize that you don't know everybody's life you know don't judge them like that and yeah yeah Damn. i know it's a lot there yeah for my kids man if i had to add another thing that i'm a and stealing my kids is 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 the concept of being happy because I, I i see that a lot of people that i know think being happy is being financially stable for the simple fact that we've been poor all our lives that so we think like getting money was uh would be like great but like one thing i noticed when i was like in ecuador like a lot of the people happier. that are poor but like they were some of the happiest people i've ever seen I, i've never seen so many smiles but when I come here and see all the people frowning and complaining about little itty bitty thing in Ecuador, we couldn't even drink the water. We had to drink water bottles. But these people, these people are happy all day, every night. And we was in um, a city called Atavalo. And every night, people out on the street, people cooking, having a good time. And it ain't even like, it ain't even bad fun where people are doing illegal stuff. People are just outside, just walking. People are happy like, the market just, just happy to be there. The biggest smiles you ever seen. They all oh, Americano. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah. I, I can vouch for the exact same thing. Because uh, a few years ago, I went to Jamaica for a, um, for a trip uh, just to help out. And... We went to like the poorest part of Kingston is the capital. And we went to this poorest part of Kingston. It's called Riverton. It was actually really fun. We landed at the airport, and these these uh this man was there with his family, his two sons, his wife. He looks at us. He goes, "Oh, Americans." And we're like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Where are you guys going?" And we go, "Us," unknowingly go Riverton. And he goes, "He goes, no, no, no. You don't want to go there." And we're like, "Why?" And he goes, "Don't go there." <laughs> and then he just like left us alone. But we show up, and it was the slums, and like Amon was saying, it was the happiest people you will ever meet. I mean, it was pretty funny because we rolled up on a bus, and they go, white people, white people, white people. <laughs> and you just see trails of kids running and screaming and so happy. But one of the biggest things I took away from that, and kind of back to, like, father figures and stuff, mm -hmm. and just even parents, is that all these kids, and I'm like, my one of my first questions was to one of the uh like leaders who had gone on the trip a couple times, I'm like, where are their parents? Because it was like middle of the day in the mm -hmm. summer, right? So they weren't in school. But I'm like, where are their parents? And they're like, oh, these these are street kids. I'm like, what does that mean, street kids? Like a stray dog or something? That's what it sounded like. But I'm like, what are street kids? And he goes, oh, their parents are too busy at work or they have so many kids that they can't really take care of them. So they just let them go. And then if they come back at night, they come back at night. If they don't, they don't. And I'm like, hmm. what? I was like, what? But one thing is these kids loved physical touch more than anything <laughs> in the world. It was the craziest thing. I would be walking around holding one kid in one arm, one kid in another arm, one on my shoulders, one on my back, because all they wanted to do was have a hug. All they wanted was hugs, like all the time. They just wanted to be held, given hugs. Mm -hmm. These were kids under the age of probably like 10 or whatever. Because mm -hmm. anything over that, they'd probably start working or do something like that. Mm -hmm. But all these kids wanted to do was hug because they – didn't really have physical or emotional affection from anybody but us. And it kind of helped because, like, we had, like, 
20 girls on that trip and two guys. So all the girls wanted to do was play with the little kids. And so it was very hot. Yeah, yeah. but uh, Will but was look. thriving with that ratio. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We don't need to talk about that. We don't need to talk about that. But like I'm going to they, they were just so happy and vibrant to see us. And also, like, anytime at night, they would always be playing music. They'd always be dancing. They would always be. But And the craziest thing is these kids were running around on hot gravel in 100 degrees with no shoes on. Mm-hmm. And my feet were burning and hurting, and I had thick tennis shoes on. And I'm like, what the heck? Dude, these <laughs> kids are, like, invincible. <laughs> they are the supers. <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside joke, I'll tell you about it. <laughs> yeah. But, like I said, like, we – I know people say, like, first world problems, but – Definitely first world problem. First world problem, but like just the fact that we even have our dads, like we say, is such a blessing. The fact, like I was also talking to Leon and TJ, were two guys that were locals that showed us around, mm-hmm. and I told them that my parents were together, and I knew my dad, and they were like, "Your parents are together," and like they're still together. I'm like, "Yeah," and they're like, "That's crazy," because he goes, like he, TJ goes, he goes, "I know my dad, but I don't speak to him." I'm like, why not? You you know your dad. He goes, I hate him. He's like, he's like, he's such a bad guy. He's a piece of crap. He doesn't treat us well. And I'm like, okay, well that's deep. And then Leanne goes, I don't even know my dad. Never met him once in my life. And I was like, oh, man, that's. And I could I could see the dread in their face when they spoke those words to me. Man, I think, I think it's I think it's weird because I wonder how many people like our age because I'd say that we're. Not to toot our own horn, but I'd say we're we're ahead of the curve when it comes to thinking about the future for our generation. Like we'd be a part of the bunch that thinks about our future a lot. Would you say the same, Richie? Yeah. Because cool. I'd say I've met a lot of people that are pretty dumb. And no offense, guys, they're only thinking about the weekend. In front yeah. Of them. Like I I once met a guy said who said he meant this wholeheartedly. He's like he was like tw- he's like twenty something. He was like, yeah, I'm gonna try to get as many girls pregnant as I can. I want a I want a white baby, a Mexican baby. What? I was like, I was like, I was like, what, dude? Like, what? <laughs> but like, he was like totally serious about it. And I was like, you. And then like, I had my cousin one time. We were on the phone, and like, he's like so heartbroken about like, he thinks women are just like oh, so untrustworthy, which is debatable. And <laughs> where he thinks women are so untrustworthy that he was like, yeah, man, I'll never be faithful to a girl. I was like, what about to your girlfriend or your your lady that had your child? He was like. I ain't gonna be faithful to her because she ain't gonna be faithful to me. I was like, what? "Are you gonna be a? Are you gonna be in your dad's life?" He was like, "No, nah, she's she gonna be a strong single mother." Oh. I was like, "But he ain't, he ain't, but he was saying like, yeah, I still help help her out, but I ain't gonna be with her." I was like, "What's the point of having a child and having him growing up without no daddy?" And it's crazy that he say this because he grew up with his dad. He even grew up with his dad in his life. Oh my god, he lived with his dad right now. Oh no, crazy. But but I can't say that it's his dad that influenced him. Wait, it's the society that he society live in because he's culture. he's probably the only person in inside that has a dad. Really? Yeah. And he's thinking that way. And he thinks that way. Oh my god! But he's only seventeen, so I'm just so like, he's. Still, I mean, hopefully matures. Hopefully, hopefully <laughs> a little bit. So yeah, uh, as uh, well. Back to what was the question you were saying? Like, what are values that your dad instilled in you? There's gonna be like and that you'll pass on. Oh, that pass on. Um, I'm trying to think of any others. There's probably a lot. It's just hard to think of them off the top of your head. Yeah, um, I mean, there's so much that you don't even realize. Well, I could, exactly. I could say, my dad wasn't prepared when he had me. <laughs> prepared <Yeah. laughs> for teaching my kids to be prepared, because people, people have told me that I like worry about the future too much. But I wouldn't necessarily say I worry, 
But I would say I always got a plan. You strategize. Like, like I'm, I'm a strategic, strategic person. Like, I, I plan out everything. Like, I'm, like two years from now, I got a plan. Four years from now, I got a plan. Tomorrow, I got a plan. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm, like, very strategic. And a lot of times, the plans don't go my way. But for the simple fact that I'm able to, like, adjust on the fly. And not just, like, always, like, because my family, for some reason, has a tendency of not being prepared for things. Like, they'll just wait to the end. And when it comes, they're just like, then they'll try to do it all right then and there. I'm just like, why, why didn't you prepare when you had time to do this months ago? Uh, and But, like, yeah, I'm going to teach my son to be prepared. Always prep for the future because it's going to be here. Today come by fast. How many times have you woke up, closed your eyes? And do you remember yesterday? No, you don't. You can't even remember the last time you took a poop, could you? Well, I can't. Cause uh, it was I mean, I can't, but. <laughs> <laughs> but, but. But you don't remember what you ate last week. No. Okay. That, that show you how trivial the last week was. But you still strategize for it. You yeah. still plan to head for it. Yeah, but you plan to hurry up for the future that's coming because it's coming fast. Time waits for no man. Just having my child know that. Yeah, this definitely interesting topic because you also got to think. People say you're more happy when you think in the present, not the future, because that dread. But that's a topic for Dude. another day. We are running out of time, so my, oh. do you guys have anything you want to end off on? Oh crap! 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 I just had something before mine started talking. Um, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. I just, <laughs> Dang. Uh, one thing I want to instill in my kids is, uh, oh, my gosh. If you have anything, Richie, go ahead. I, well, I lost it. Yeah, I, I just want to say, like, little things my father does mean so much. Even if you don't realize it then, like, we talk about playing catch. It's, like, the oh. most sacred thing you can do with a father. I throw the ball. Ain't, yeah. no, ain't nobody going to catch <laughs> Bounce back to you. <laughs> yeah, I throw them the wall. I remember all the times throwing football with my dad, and his mom can attest I'm pretty good catching over the shoulder passes. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm QB one. Yeah, over the shoulder passes. I dropped one when we were playing Turkey Bowl. It was the worst thing in my life, but I don't know if I'm dropping this because every time me and my dad play catch, always over the shoulder, and I always remember those so much. And just those little things. Catch is the best thing ever as a child. So. I just want to say those little things mean so much as a kid. And I don't think fathers really get the appreciation they deserve for stuff like that. Uh, you thought of it, Will? Uh, I really didn't, but I'll go off of your point. Like, yeah, playing catch with my dad was probably the most fun thing in the world. Throwing the football with him, I would make up plays, and I would try to describe it to him. He would never understand what I just <laughs> said, but he would still throw it to wherever I was going. And catching it was the best feeling. Um. Oh, there's so much, so many things as a father I want to still. Like Amon said, I want my daughters to respect themselves. What? I want my sons to respect themselves, too, because oh. I feel like that sounds so toxic and so misogynistic when we just yeah, say yeah, daughters. Yeah, yeah. But I want my son to respect himself, yeah. too. I got to throw that out because I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, let Will finish this before. There's two, two <laughs> things with, like, relationships that I want. I want my daughters not only to respect themselves and be very picky with the men that they'll be with mm-hmm. like because i see my sisters and they're very picky with the guys they go with they do not just go with any guys yeah i'll say say my sister's on her first boyfriend in college oh really yeah she's on our first bro she's not Sh- shout out to delay and i say that's probably because they're my dad in my life in their lives and so they probably had such a high up figure and such a strong figure that they're like oh well i can't just go with any bimbo out here i gotta pick like a strong guy that has good values but um i will say that you like my sisters definitely are very like hard on men but i would also say that like 
they're not all out to get to get you. So I would also preach to my daughters that, yeah, man, some men can be bad, but they, you will find the diamond in the rough. Like there will be men that really cherish you and love you, as a woman, and like will really cherish you. And I will say that. Be reasonable, but also try not to settle. Like it is a very hard thing out there. And then same with men, my boy, like my sons, w- referring to girls. I will say it's so easy to just go pick up any girl or like just like choose any girl as long as she's pretty or something like that. It's like I'd be like, no, you. It for men, if men have SMV, had, SMV, uh, let's do I'm it. Dress size, but, but like <laughs> no, 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 not <laughs> not even like that, not Shout even like Kevin that. Sam but Samuels, like rest in peace. Yes, rest in peace, Kevin Samuels, the goat. Um, but I was just gonna say, you. Oh my gosh, I just lost my train of thought. But like a girl, a girl can be pretty, right? But ha- have some standards for her. Mm-hmm. It, what one thing I want to ask both of my kids is like, if you start dating someone seriously, at least, can you see them being the father or mother of your child? Can you see your child being half them and half you? Can you see like that? Because not just with you, like, are they compatible with you? But would they be compatible if you? Let's say if you want to have children, I want to have children. So this is one of the thoughts I have. 13 but to be exact. Th- yes, 13 to be exact. But I was just saying, like, one of the thoughts I have and I want to put in my sons is, is the woman that you're with, is she going to be a good mother? Is she going to instill kindness in your children? Is she going to instill hard work ethic? Like, I hope you would. Like, I hope my sons are going to be good fathers to their children and then mm-hmm. children after that. Like, I want it to be a positive cycle on top of itself. So... I don't want my sons or my daughters going in about to have kids, but then they bring in someone that doesn't keep that positive mindset or that positive cycle going. I want them to bring in someone that will be a good mother, a good father, a good role model to that person. It will instill like kindness and goodness and love towards everyone else around them. That's a good point. Ramon, anything to end off on? Man. Any last points? Are we done? Yeah, man, we've been here a while. How long have we been here for? About an hour twenty. What? Okay, it, it go it goes by fast. Okay, I'm but, gonna go ahead. Yeah. Oh man, last thing I I agree with everything you said. I would add on though, like besides like the happiness, because uh, a lot of times I feel like people get so fed up with like the happiness with what a person. But I also say, man, what does that person bring to the table? And it ain't got to be like finance or anything else. But do they bring like like mental stability? Mental, do, yeah. Because or do they bring like uh. Work ethic. Work ethic or, do or they support. Bring growth. Yeah. Are they when they when they see you, do they go, Hey, what's your goal in life? Are you going for it? I want to push you to it. I want to push you towards your goals. Or are they a downer? Are they dragging you? Yeah, or are they dragging you? Are they are they trying to grow personally themselves? Because mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a competition, but like you can see that like your partner is like shooting. They're going for it. They're running for what they want. And, and you should be their biggest cheerleader in the yeah. background. Just like, have y'all ever watched The Longest Yard with Adam Sandler? Yeah. yeah. When they was in jail? Yeah, you remember yeah. Tracy Morgan was on the sideline? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, go! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah biggest cheerleader, just like that, boy. Yeah. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. real quick, uh, could I say one more yeah, point? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, one other thing I want is my dad, uh, like like you were saying, he, uh, he always, I hear that a lot now with like my sister Elena going to college. She wants to go for psychology. Mm-hmm. And my dad wants us to do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. He wants us just to be happy, right? But he wants us to be strategic at the same time and reasonable about our life, right? Because mm-hmm. he doesn't want us 
to just go to college and put four years of our life into something that won't be beneficiary to us as much as it like for example he loves history i also love history one of the things he wanted to do is he wanted to get a history degree but he's like well, that's not going to get me anything in life as much as i love it and everything i need to think about my future and the future of the people around me mm-hmm. so yes be yourself but also as like uh, me personally as a man one of the things as a man is you what makes you a man is taking responsibility not only for yourself but for the people and the family around you and giving like giving up like every like you can per se that your dad worked so hard for your family and everything that you have and he was just saying that like my sister she wants to go for psychology and he's like okay i want you to be happy go do that but what are you going to do with that and my sister came back she's like oh i don't know but then she came back the next day and she goes okay i want to get a master's degree and I want to go into specifically hu- children's psychology and trauma. And he goes, okay, can you get a job with that? And he goes, yes. He goes, is the school you're going for, is that going to be a good school for psychology? And go, she goes, yes. She's going to Montana State, and they're really good because Wait, they- what year is she? She just graduated, or she's about to graduate. Really? Elena. Okay. Yeah. And, he, and she goes, yeah, and uh, Montana State has a really good program for psychology, one of the best in the state. It's really small, but it's good because they push their kids into lots of internships and research labs referring to psychology mm-hmm. and my dad was like okay okay you you should do that you planned it out you montana? got a plan montana state i mean she loves skiing there's a lot of skiing around there not the point but <laughs> he wants you to be happy but he also wants you to think about your actions and go through the strategize kind of back to saying. Yeah. and i think that was a good value that's a great point well Thank you, Will, for coming on. Happy yeah. Father's Day. Uh, happy, happy Father's, Father's Day. Day. Love oh. you, dads. Yeah, I want to shout out all the great dads out there, the ones who make it work, the ones who instill these great values on us. To make show it us, happen. I agree. To show us what it means to be a man. Yeah, thank you to all the dads that work multiple jobs and people don't see it. They come home late at night. People don't thank them. All they hear is their kid go, oh, I want more money, but they don't see their dad working all those jobs. Bro. Yeah. Thank you to all those guys. Yeah, we appreciate all y'all dads who are out there working. Yeah, I want to say. That'll be us one day. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it will. I want to say I love you to my dad. I love you to my god dad and to my real dad. Yeah, I love my dad too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this has been Ain't So Black and White. I'm Richie Lyons. I'm Amon Edwards. Peace, y'all.